Hello, Eclectors, and welcome to episode 92. It's not all pixie dust. What am I talking about? Fairies. It comes down to fairies. So fairies, everybody thinks of, you know, Tinkerbell, and I can fly, I can fly, and little pixie dust all over the place, and happy little sprightly things with wings that are all peaches and cream, and it's not all rainbows and butterflies. So I just thought, hmm, what's going on with fairies? What's the story? What's the backstory behind fairies? So the deal with fairies is that they could actually be old humans or they could be different. Well, that's, you know, thanks. That's like saying you could be a shark or you're not. I say that out of reverence to Shark Week, of course. Um, Basically, fairies can be good or they could be bad. Again, gee, thanks. And the deal behind the fairy, if you will, is a very popular European thought. Like they had a vested interest in fairies thinking that they could take different shapes have different purposes and originally the pagans thought that they were like nymphs or tree spirits and you know that's kind of where you start branching off into like the the possibility of trolls or you might have uh you know the optics created around like a wisp uh so we'll get to all that later on but that's uh you know if you've watched brave from disney then you know she follows the wisps and they kind of take her off on a, a little lead and and it becomes like a practical joke situation although they're supposed to be helpful and then like a subset of fairies some fairies are hobgoblins which made me think spider-man but apparently not uh that was a green goblin but then there was like a hobgoblin villain at some point so the hobgoblins are were thought to be good but of course can be evil and again in that spirit sense christians thought that fairies were demons and that they were dealing with them um, in, in a way, in a way like around witchcraft, like as if they were something evil and needed to be destroyed. Um, so that was kind of a no, cause that sort of, if you think about it, and I've mentioned this before in other episodes, like you have that idea, the paganism used to, uh, kind of celebrate like the lady in the lake and then Christianity would come along and Catholicism would take the lady in the lake and turn that into Mary. And it was like, okay, because it was Mary, but the lady in the lake, ooh, that was weird. You know, so they sort of morphed a lot of our beliefs. Halloween, same thing. And you could check out our Halloween episode to describe that because same kind of a situation. There would be like a seasonal um, solstice or like a festival. And then you get like spinoffs like the Wicker Man where things go really bad. And, um, you know, they would literally sacrifice someone. And that kind of went the paganism route. And then um, a lot of bishops came over and were like, no, no, let's let's tweak this. And it kind of morphed into Christianity. So fairies were thought to be like bad and evil. Hobgoblins kind of were a, a subset of them. And they were thought to be good, but then they kind of got an evil rap. But then they were essentially small little hairy men that did odd jobs around the house, but they were practical jokesters. So I, again, think of that leprechaun theory. I think of like... Rumpelstiltskin, things like that, but they're all technically different. Um, they would definitely have the ability to shape shift, which is crazy. And they were a type of fairy. So like a subset of a fairy was a hobgoblin. And then the, um, it's funny, like if you gave them clothing, they would get annoyed and get insulted. And that meant that you banished them forever. They were easily offended creatures. And the funny thing is that brownies, which are their own gig, were like cousins or akin to a hobgoblin. So who knew? And it turns out that there are four types of hobgoblins. So they literally fell into a Billy Blind was a type of hobgoblin. 
And his theory was that he would help humans um, with information, not stuff and not doing work, but he would help humans with information. He would provide you, um, you know, the blind leading the blind, that theory, or people would say things like that. Well, that was supposed to be to like inform you so you weren't so clueless about a task. Um, typically, it would be a thing where they could say uh, that they would be cursed uh, people or cursed individuals or cursed entities, I guess, for lack of a better wording. If you were mean to them, they got easily offended and they would like leave a curse on you. But these guys, the Billy Blind types, were supposedly helpful to children in getting rid of whooping cough, which was rampant at the time because you're going back. It's very Anglo-Saxon beliefs. You're talking about Europe, but specifically uh, England, Scotland, Wales. It's kind of where this this is concentrated. You see it sprinkled throughout Europe, but it's pretty much an Anglo-Saxon uh, thought. So that's the Billy Blind type of hobgoblin. The second type is Blue Birches. Now, Blue Birches was a prankster, and he lived in a cobbler's house, totally a shapeshifter, and he was uh, basically um, able to go into four styles of person or thing, so he could appear as a white horse, a black pig, a frumpy old man with blue pants, which is funny because breeches was a, another old school way to say pants, you know, pantaloons and breeches and things like that, but he's blue birches. So I'm wondering if that's not an offset play or misspelling of the word breeches, you know, meaning pants, but oh well. He could also appear as a wisp of blue smoke. And that's where you first start to see the wisps get introduced here. And again, that's kind of an Anglo-Saxon belief. If you've watched Brave, she follows the little wisps and they're kind of mischievous. They take her to the wrong spot. Her mom turns into a bear. Spoiler alert, everything works out in the end. Classic Disney. But, you know, hey, someone has to die. Um, The third type of hobgoblin is a Robin Roundcap. And he is supposed to be uh, haunted... Uh, Spaldington Hall of Yorkshire, very British, um, so very specific spot in England, and he would help thresh corn, but was often very mischievous and, and did not tend to his work. So combined, uh, or I'm sorry, he was confined um, very often in uh, a place, a space, a box, whatever, to not make mischief, only by the prayers of clergy. But he was like specific to Yorkshire, so they say. So that was Robin Robin Roundcap's issue. There was supposedly a man of a close name that was like a murderous type. And they would uh, often conflate the hobgoblin with the actual person who had a similar name. But that was not the situation. Um, That man wore a red cap, hence the round cap, red cap, close enough, and would go after people. And the fourth and final type of hobgoblin is a dobby which I'm sure you're familiar with, courtesy of all the uh, movies out there when you see Harry Potter, etc. So again, very Anglo-Saxon, very British. Um, he was a prankster. Uh, they tend to sort of uh, follow that fast-moving pace, and they can follow you. Uh, they could follow you to a home, to another place, and they could be considered like a curse because they're following you, but you can get rid of them. Again, Dobby was sort of... Um, not really a clothed entity, so they were considered these random entities. And if you gave them clothes, then most of the hobgoblins wear clothes. 
but they want their own stuff. And if you gave them clothes, they got offended and then they would go away. So in Dobby's case, he's kind of the naked one, if you will, but he's just sort of a flesh tone thing, entity, whatever. And if you gave him clothes, he would get angry and leave. So that was a way to like get rid of him and not have the curse or him following you. That just gives me this little tweak in the back of my head to think about poltergeist because that idea totally different as a ghost, obviously, but poltergeists are supposedly in the same house for like seven days, wreak havoc, and then leave. And it's specific to a location. So this Dobby character could follow you, but it's not necessarily something that would stick, uh, especially if you could get rid of him. And um, again, invoking the clergy or anything to help and pray against him would kind of confine or get rid of or thwart the efforts of these pranksters. But they really kind of came out as helpful little men around the house that would be pranksters and just a big subdivision of uh, fairies. And then, uh, you know, we'll talk about um, how brownies come out of that in, a, in a, another uh, episode because they're like a totally own thing. But uh, just thought wanted I wanted to give you a little background on that since there's so many different possibilities. And I think Tinkerbell. And when I think Tinkerbell, I think like happy, flying, pixie dust, you know, fun stuff and flying off the castle it's not all Tinkerbell. No, it's not all smiles and rainbows. Actually, it's it's quite dark. Um, and then the wisps, of course, can leave you in a, and lead you in the wrong way. And that, to me, was the other closest facsimile of a Tinkerbell. It was maybe like a wisp. But uh, anyway, you slice it. I'm definitely not um, hanging around with any of these things. So I would say no. My vote is no on them. If you like what you heard today, then check us out at eclecticcollectionpodcast.com or follow us on your preferred platform. I'm Terry Tanaglia. Thanks for listening.